0: this episode of What Planet Am I On. First and foremost, I have to thank Sam Harris for an amazing interview. Amazing is not even the, the right word for it. Um, just, uh, something that I'll remember forever. Um, it's, uh, been doing this journalism thing for over 15 years and, uh, every once in a while, you, you get one of those, like, wow, and this is not even in the, the same planet, but in the same universe, but, uh, it was really special, and, uh, Sam is, uh, is such a great guy, and he's, uh, the survivor is not even the, the, the right word for him, it's, he's beyond that, and, uh, and, and he does it with a smile on his face, still to this day, that's, a he has, the guy has every right to be bitter and, uh, upset hurt mad anything he's he's earned every right and uh none of that complete opposite of that and uh so i want to thank him i want to thank his his lovely bride Dee. Uh has Dee uh been fantastic to me since I've known her. Uh very nice uh smart woman and uh very supportive you could see and uh, they have a lovely home and uh Louie loved the dog Louie that <laughs> he hung out in the interview. Uh, also I want to thank um I want to thank uh, my, my patrons uh, on the Patreon page uh, if you want to Visit that again. It's it's hard for me to even ask for anything, but uh, if you like it, if you dig the show, it's Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Joe Fernandez for the What Planet Am I On uh, Patreon, and um, that's it. Enjoy the show, and um, let me know what you think, please. Hey, What Planet Am I On? Uh,
1: I've been all over the country world. I figured, yeah. Uh, this is not the new... I want you to know that I didn't speak about it till 1977. Nobody knew about it. I didn't share it with anybody, but now it's all over. Why do you think it took you that long to... Ah, good question. Why did it take me so long? I came to the United States when I was 12 years old, and uh, I was adopted in Northbrook, Illinois. And uh, when I was adopted, I'd gone through already all kinds of crap and all I wanted to do is just be an American boy. Yeah. I wanted to go play ball, <laughs> I want. So I decided to put a concrete wall around my head, not think about, talk about the terrible things that happened to me. Yeah. And so that's how I lived. And they adopted. Parents, Harris, that's why my name Harris came. Used to be Zeznick in Polish. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they didn't ask questions. They already knew from, from reading my history. But in school, in high school, in college, at work, I never talked about it. Mm-hmm. And that was good because then I could go on with my life. Otherwise, I'd be talking. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that got me talking was, uh, was the March on Skokie. And as a professor at Northwestern, who wrote a book called "The Hoax of the 20th Century," the Holocaust didn't happen. And my rabbi, who was a Rotarian, that's how I met him, in Wilmette, and we met. He and I became good friends. He said, "Sam, you got to talk." Yeah. that's when I started.
0: Yeah, and there was um, was there something that was there someone that you felt that you had to speak with first, or was that you wanted to just address? Folks that were interested and, and wanted to ask them. good
1: questions. Yeah. The rabbi came to me and I didn't want to speak. Yeah. You know, it would bring back terrible memories. Yeah. So I said, at that point, that was about 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, they came out with the new video cameras. Mm-hmm. They cost a lot of money. So I said, if you get one of those, and one of the people in his congregation bought one, mm-hmm. and we're we'll going to the basement, then you can videotape me. you can tape me whatever words I used Mm -hmm. and he did that and um, and uh, I said don't have anybody in the room and he didn't and he asked me questions just like you are and the first thing he starts out with is I know he had a heavy accent Rabbi Willie Frankel. I know Sam Harris from Rotary. <laughs> and if you look closely, I'm wearing my Rotary button. I've yeah. been in Rotary now for 53 years. Wow. That's how I know you. Yep. And so uh, he and I became good friends. I met him in the Wilmette Rotary. And then after he videotaped the whole thing, he showed it, he invited me and showed it to the whole congregation. There was packed, about 300 people in the room. And then he passed it on, the video to other people. That was... but. Uh, then I started to talk a little bit, but I was nervous and had bad dreams. I really didn't want to do it. But that's basically when I first came, and I still have that copy of that. Uh, yeah. I'd be happy to lend you
0: one. I would love to. There, sure. There, there were there were points in your book, and and it's tough to say love the book, but obviously I was intrigued, and I, I loved it your your survival and 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 your your instinct and your just the way your sisters protected you and it, it's just uh it it made me i had to put down the book a couple of times cause i i couldn't believe like it just shocked me that way humans could be sometimes but it, it, the power you know the same time of that i look at you and i look at what you came through and it's so inspirational to 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 see somebody to go through that and you have every right in the world to be a better person and you are not that. You are, I see you play with your dog, I came in, you invited me to your home, we're going to have lunch later. Um, do you feel, do, do people ever say that to you that like, I, you know, I can't believe you have this unbelievable temperament in life and, you seem like the most even-keeled person, one of the most even-keeled people I've met. Are people surprised by that at all, with all you've gone through?
1: You know, you just had a home run. I think <laughs> I'm, not, I'm known for that. There's something... Um, I am I, basically a positive. In my book, early in the book, you saw that there are good people and bad people. And I choose to pick the parts and the people that are good just like you were a baseball player. A guy, you, 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 you swing at the good ball and the bad, you know. I, I don't know that much about baseball. I know a lot, but uh, uh, that's what I choose to do, and that's what keeps me happy because everybody's got faults. I don't know anybody who doesn't, and if I want to dwell on that, I'd be miserable. So I... When I meet you, right now, I don't know you too long, so you're really good in my book. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) I don't know. What if I get to know you? (laughs) Hopefully. But anyway, so that keeps me smiling. Yeah. And there's another thing. You know, people have taken a lot of pictures and movies that learn about me. I built the Holocaust Museum and all that. And I make sure whenever there's a picture taken of me that I smile. Yeah. That's my... uh, it shows I'm victorious. The Nazis, you're not here. I'm here. You know, that's another thing. But anyway, um, I think it helps you live longer, uh, being positive and all of that good stuff. I don't know if I answered your question. No, That's
0: perfect. Yeah, I, the, I was. I didn't want to interrupt you. It's like uh, you almost like you're smiling. Like you know, you can't get me. You know, you <laughs> you you, you try your your damnedest and. I'm still here and surviving, you know. Damn right. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, There's such a, uh, one of those points in the book where uh, they're separating the the children and the elderly, Mm -hmm. and the the Nazis are, and they're, they're, I I can't even believe this is, I'm saying this, and they're moving the adults. Um, How rare was it to, because I remember Jim, my father-in-law, said that, you were like one of the youngest ever survivors, mm-hmm. right? Because it's uh, one of the youngest. Yes. You're one of the youngest, or yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how improbable was it for a child to make it through that that atrocity? Um, in your eyes, like, was it just? Did you did you see just uh, children? You know, like, look, they didn't make it. That's just the way it was. Is it was it so improbable that a child to make it through this atrocity more than than somebody else?
1: Impossible. See, Hitler had, from what you know from your history studies, he wanted to get rid of all the Jews. So he killed six million. That's a lot. And from Poland, three million. I'm from Poland. So they all went to the gas chambers. And the ones that he kept around were people who could be slaves and could work, work almost to death. And then he'd throw them in the cattle cars and send them to Auschwitz and some of those places and kill them. Yeah. Well, children had no assets. All they would do is, they, they, they can't work. Yeah. And here, I'm four years old. By the time the war was over, I was nine and a half. So during that time, he, I was useless. Now you have to remember this, Joe. Mm-hmm. He killed a million and a half children, Jewish children. So for me to make it through, uh, uh first of all I don't believe it myself yeah it's 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 hard it's hard to believe I had a powerful sister who was beautiful and she's the one that made it made it happen without her I would have been absolutely completely dead in a second so Mm -hmm. she two sisters Rosa she's 14 years older than I and uh, Sarah she's two years older but in those days when I'm five years old four years old Two years is a long, long time. So, it is extremely rare for a boy to survive. The second reason uh, that uh, it's unusual for a boy to survive: uh, the Jewish people, as you know, uh, the boys are circumcised, and it would be very easy for a Nazi to tell. To tell, and uh, you read about girls' survival; the, the church saved them, and. People and a lot of the farmers saved them, but to save a Jewish boy was kind of tough. But I was hiding in camps, and if I was caught, I would have been killed anyway. Yeah,
0: what do you think, uh, Rosa? In the book is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't even believe what some of the things and and what do you think what were like the main things that she told you to do to stay either stay away or like what were some of the things that you remember that Rosa saying Sam you know do this do that you know you know go here or like is there something that pops out in your your memory Mm -hmm. that
1: oh boy uh you know I watch a lot of animal uh, shows Shows? on tv And the other day I was watching wolves and a pack, they'd go hunting and they'd leave one behind and that one would would guard ten little ones and in the distance there was a lion. And the wolf went and all the little ones went hiding. There's an instinct that in little ones that somehow is communicated with words where you know it's an instinct. I don't think anybody had to tell me anything. That when a Nazi with a revolver would come around and beat everybody, that I had to hide. It was just, I I, I think the, you know human beings, even little kids, know quickly yeah. to be quiet yeah. unless they're babies. Then they you know, they can't. Yeah. But you get to be four, five, six, seven, man survival, and and if you didn't, then you'd be dead. So yeah. I must have learned the instinct. But I probably you know Joe, you you. Su- she she might have said things to me, but I don't remember her saying anything. Yeah. I think I was smart enough all through those days to have learned quickly.
0: Yeah. The, there's, a, there's an account in the book where um, you say that uh, you remember the boot of a Nazi. It kicked mm-hmm. you right in the chest. And and uh, that was one of those times where I was like, poof I had to put the book down. I was like, oh my goodness, look at this. this. Just couldn't believe what was going on. Did you see it's tough as a child I think I think children are very good at feeling energy and feeling positivity and good and like it's it's just the same way like uh, you know some of our pets you know they know who the good people are sometimes yes, and, yes. and I think children are very good at sensing that like yes. this is a good person did you feel at all that um, any of those the Nazi soldiers um, was there ever any conflict in them do you think or did, was there anything that you like no these people are pure evil or mm. Was there something that like, or maybe they were, they some of them could have been good, but they were doing their job, mm-hmm. or they were they just like demons in your eyes and monsters, like, mm-hmm. in, with with in, with your uh, interaction with them. Was there anything that you felt that they felt conflicted or anything mm-hmm. like that, or they were just you know.
1: Well, I think I think now I read a little bit. I never wanted to read. I wanted to be the story my own. Of but I recently read that there were uh, the soldiers who were just you know good guys that had to do whatever they had to do. And I read that a lot of them committed suicide. they couldn't then, like they would shoot juice and they would go into a big ravine, cover it and they could see it moving. And, you know, And they had to do the shooting, and they would shoot themselves. This is German soldiers, and I've just become aware of it. And at the museum yesterday, I couldn't make it. They had uh, a Nazi, and the title of it was The Good Nazi. Not that it's an oxymoron, but uh, I think people are good, and people are bad. And uh, we as people are animals. Otherwise, how could we learn to kill so quickly? Yeah. We, we, we're, we're animals all throughout history. All yeah. throughout history. Yeah. And there's genocide going on right now uh, that we can talk about. People are being killed by the, by the thousands every day. Yeah. So that's people for you. Yeah. Speaking of that, um,
0: I wanted to get your thoughts on the recent Pittsburgh attack um the, the the folks that were uh, shot in the synagogue um did you it's just tough to think about that and and it's uh it, it, you feel like every couple days there's something else out in the news and something that can lift your heart and then something that can completely tear it down um does that ever when you hear an attack on like either specifically Jewish people or people in general does it does that kind of take you back? Does that make you, like, really feel pain in your heart? Or is it one of those things that you're becoming a bit numb to it? Or how, do you feel? how does that make you feel, or how did that make you feel?
1: Uh, you just said a home run. You said this is numb to you. Yeah. Um, I have chosen to be numb. Otherwise, I could never make it. I am numb to it. All along, I have said, uh, and I go back 50, 60 years. Yeah. I go back... And uh, I said, you know, this can happen again. And I'm a kid when I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. Yeah. So I am numb. I'm ready. I'm ready at all times. Yeah. Uh, what's happening now in the world, in this country, is anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism in the United States has risen by 50%. And uh, throughout history, uh, the Jews have been blamed. You know, I give lectures to kids or speeches, and they ask me questions. One of the questions the kids always ask me, Joe, is, well, how come they pick on Jews? You know, I said, what did I do wrong? I'm four years old, Hitler comes to and he wants to kill me. I didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So I said, you know what? If I was Hitler, I would pick on the Jews. They said, why? He says, where did the Ten Commandments come from? Moses Moses. I said who was Moses (laughs) they yell at you I get a standing ovation I said and what did the Ten Commandments say it says thou shalt not kill but shalt honor the neighbor and all these good things so if I'm Hitler Mussolini and uh, uh, Saddam Hussein who do I want to blame things for and I don't know that's not the only reason I asked uh, a famous minister the same question. What do you got against me? Yeah. He said, "Sam, we're jealous of you." <laughs> I said, "What did I do?" He says, "You know, you." He says, "You know, there's only 14 million Jews in the whole world of seven and a half billion, yeah. and you guys contribute so much from Einstein down. Look at all the Nobel Prize winners. Oh, Nobel! Look at you. Give him a piece of desert in Israel. And they turn it into one of the. You know, we're jealous of you." and I have listen to this yeah. this is interesting I have friends I was raised in Northbrook that was like I'm only one of two Jews I went to college I was always in the minority but I got along real well with everybody yeah. I was sports I was never a big star but I could play all the sports yeah. so I had a lot of good friends yeah. I went to high school New Trier they elected me president and yeah. you know I, I got along well okay. but uh, uh, the thing is, uh, I had so many points. Which of the points am I trying to make now? Is
0: why the, the Jews are attacked. Yeah.
1: yeah, the Jews, uh, the minister said, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're jealous yeah. of you. Yeah. Uh, there are so many. There's very few Jews in the, in, in, in the world. Out of 7.5 billion, that's point oh two percent And yet the Jews get blamed for everything.
0: And I notice you've had a lot, of, uh, you have a lot of awards or you have a lot of pictures. You There's something going on with your, your wall here. What is this for? What, 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 is, it, what is all that?
1: It, some of the things that I have on the wall remind me of how hard I had to work to achieve certain things. But there are a lot of things. But there's one that I value most of all that I really never talk about. And I just happen to look at it yeah. in light of the fact what just happened in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, the shooting of uh, uh, people in the temple. And there's something about that uh, that I was always concerned is always throughout my entire life that what happened in Europe can happen someplace else. It's unlikely, but it can. It always was on my mind. Mm-hmm. And so what I have on the on, 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 on the wall, you have notice mm-hmm. this beautiful little picture of kids planting trees and it was an award given to me and it was done in 1996
0: what, what was this for exactly
1: well it's an honor of sam harris it says in appreciation of your efforts to uh, ensure the safety of our children solomon Schechter day school solomon Schechter day school is a Jewish school mm-hmm. where my grandchildren were going
0: okay
1: and it's a big building in the corner of a major highway and it occurred to me that can be attacked you it's, thought about this in 1996 oh yes I've always thought of it right. but now my grandchildren were there right so I used to without anybody knowing get up every morning and be there before the children and, and, and make sure that nothing ever happened while well, I did is day in day out month in month out and pre- pretty soon people were noticing that I was there and I got to know the kids I gave them candy kosher candy <laughs> that I found out later that the teachers weren't happy because they left wrappers all over but I got it I got to be known for yeah. what I was doing so one day they were having a uh, Uh, grandparents, parents meeting, hundreds of people were in the auditorium, and I was there because I was a proud grandfather of two children. Mm -hmm. And they called out my name, Sam Harris. What was that for? What am I I being called out? And uh, they handed me this little award. They did notice that I was guarding, and, and that's when it says an appreciation of your efforts to ensure the safety of our children. Now, you asked me about uh, what happened in Pennsylvania. Instinctively, I knew that things like, and they have happened, that they will happen, and uh, it was shortly after 1996 that almost, almost a year or two later, that almost all schools had guards. It Uh was coming. I could sense it. And you know what? I think it'll happen. It'll happen in the next few years, and then it will probably be much less. Why do you think more that. now? What, and then much less, why? Well, I think there's a lot of talk about the way the politicians are talking and fear all the fears and uh, the right, this people and that people into trying to divide us up and, uh, and there's problems going on so somebody has to be blamed. It's always the Jews that have to be blamed and it goes that way throughout history and uh, but in america it's not just the jews that are blamed it's all minorities there was killing uh i'm not trying to get off the subject of of, of the uh, temple Mm -hmm. but we had other schools and and other um, churches being destroyed so you have a lot of different things there's a lot of unrest going on and uh, it's so sad, it's so sad what's going on, whether it happens in a temple or a private school. And, and I do think, uh, I'm, I'm for guns, but not these automatic guns where a guy can come in and reload hundreds of shells and kill 50 people at a time. I think we, we have to stop that, I, I really do. I think we should continue with guns one, huh? the one-on-one for protection, that's okay.
0: Were you armed when you when you were uh, watching the uh, Solomon chapter? Oh no, no, you weren't no I day. wasn't armed. Yeah, just, I
1: was younger, twenty some years. I yeah. was a wrestler, and I felt right. pretty strong. One on one, I think I would have been able to tackle. I worked out. I'm still in good shape. Yeah, I no, you are, it. you are. And all my life, I was, I, I, I was never afraid of anything or anybody. And if i'd attacked, I was. I know a little judo. And uh, knew how to take away people's knives and if I had to wrestle somebody to the ground I know I could do it because I was wrestling in high school and college so uh, no I did not have any 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 guns or anything did you uh,
0: and but you did have the love for your grandchildren and, and the obviously. children as a whole there's a big yeah. building <laughs>
1: sitting there yeah and yeah. deep in, I don't know if I explained it to everybody you know what I'm not so sure people would understand yeah what
0: did you think that you felt in your heart that, like, something, what can happen? What did, you, did you just think it was just because it was Jewish people, just because they were children? What did you feel exactly in your heart in 1996 that, like, you know what, this, I need to be here right now?
1: What, what? As a child, I was persecuted. They wanted to kill me, and uh, they killed a million and a half Jewish children. I saw evil, and I saw a bunch of Jewish children in a building all by itself. and uh, that kind of echoed in my mind I said these kids have to be protected Uh, what has happened in the past I said to myself can happen again I don't think there'll be gas chambers or anything like that but there's going to be continued to be hatred if you study history you will find that Jews were also persecuted for hundreds and for thousands of years Mm -hmm. so it was just sort of instinctively and you know what I don't want to like to say I was right or anything. I was just there for one reason, to protect that school.
0: And it, that's, that's amazing, and it makes complete sense. And uh, the, the, the thing that <laughs> gets me in that story, too, is also, like we talked about it earlier, how people don't realize how good they have it, and, and they, you take things for granted. And what made me think that was the rappers on the floor. Like, the teachers didn't realize that you were there to protect them and the children and you were doing this out of the kindness of your heart and you, you wanted to
1: Instinct.
0: Instinct, right. And they still had a problem with the rappers. Did that bother you a little bit or I, you... I didn't learn
1: about that till way afterwards <laughs> I ran into somebody. They said, Yeah, I knew you were there. We we teachers didn't like it. Uh, for the rappers. No, no, we didn't the like the rappers. The rappers no, meaning, of the, course. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, they, I, I didn't even know yeah. it was a problem. I would have gotten candy without rappers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's unbelievable. Um, so that's a that's a, a beautiful thing, and uh,
1: I had to get the kids to know me every day yeah. and to like me, and that was uh, partly. Plus, I had so much fun. Yeah. Did you? What do you think is the an- antidote for
0: this? Like, you know, you said that you think it's going to get a little bit worse and then it'll get better. What do you think's the antidote?
1: I think education could be partially. Yeah. I can't say education partially completely as I'm saying it to you. Yeah. I say it's going to help and I'm saying to myself, holy smokes, the German people had education, look what they went into. But so we have to steer the education in a direction. What can happen, even to smart people, we can get hooked in. We can get hooked in. Um, I, was, uh, I was speaking uh, at Fort something up in Wisconsin and somebody asked me the question uh, about uh, uh, you know do I hate do I hate I said what would you do if you saw uh, a Nazi and I said I would report him and let the let the judges take care of him I wouldn't do anything and uh, I, like in Nuremberg the Nuremberg trials you know they they, they tried the Nazis and yeah. some of them were hanging and then we had a general general thompson was sitting up front and i asked him do the american soldiers have a right yeah he says they have a right to step out and not to kill yeah so he went and he had one of the soldiers give me uh, all the rights that are written in the army and and so on so the american soldiers because in nuremberg they said i had to do what i was told to do all right? and apparently uh, they did, but we Americans don't have to do it. All right. If you say
0: hypothetically speaking, if there was a neo-Nazi here, somebody now uh, this age, 2018, um, what would, and it was a, you were going to have a discussion with them. There was no chance mm-hmm. of any physical violence or threat. What would you say to them, or would you talk to them?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would talk to them. I said, uh, uh, let's see, what would I say to him? Uh, I would ask him, why do you hate people, particularly Jews? Hmm. Well, my mother said so. If I told you Jesus Christ was a Jew, what would you think of that? If I told you Einstein was a Jew, what would you say to that? If I told you uh, the song God Bless America was written by a Jew? What would you say to that? If I asked you, what's written on the Statue of Liberty? Give me your poor, your huddled masses, the yearning to be free. She was Jewish, what would you say to that? And on and on and on. And when they tried to create this country, one of the things they talked about was maybe the language should be Hebrew because a lot of it was uh, freedom. And, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments. Do you believe in that? Do you believe in Ten Commandments? I would ask the guy, do yeah, you believe yeah. any of them? Which one don't you believe in? Yeah. Let's start off with the first one. Honor your mother and father. Do you do that? Sure, okay. How about thou shalt not kill? Do you believe in that? Yeah. Uh, so who would you kill? Why are you picking on them? I don't know, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, uh, I think the guy's a human being and I think he's completely misinformed. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of human beings that are like one of the students asked me uh what do you think about Holocaust deniers but the same didn't happen i says well what do you think about somebody who says the world is flat <laughs> it's, great. it's a great parallel yeah yeah there's it's, nothing you can say to this nazi yeah I and mean, what are you going to do to talk about the guy who says the world is flat yeah what do you have to do to teach him or teach maybe that's yeah. the word I think uh
0: yeah, some people want to be, uh, they want to just be uh, contrarians or they just want to be, uh, believe everything's a conspiracy theory and there's nothing you can do to sell some people. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's an issue and it's just, you know, so what do they say? I don't want to be so crass to say you can't fix stupid. I, I kind of, I know what you're getting at. People have had it very good in this country.
1: Oh, Joseph had the best ever.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, if if you're born here, it's 2018. We see a lot of stuff going on. Yes, of course, shootings and this and that. But we're very lucky if you look at the scheme of the time we were Mm -hmm. born and the patch of dirt where we were born. Mm -hmm. We're very lucky. I see that, and I'm very fortunate. Yes, there's there's evil in the world, Mm -hmm. of course, but I'm I'm very fortunate I'm going to have a child here. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm very fortunate. But my point is... I see people all the time, I think that they, it's very easy for them to throw out, like, oh, this person's a Nazi, and this and that, and like, does that drive you crazy, the fact of, like, the flippancy of it? Somebody, just the ease of calling, like, oh, Donald Trump's a Nazi, and like, Mm -hmm. are you out of your mind? Like, Like, does that ever, like, I think there's a, people don't realize how bad other people had it. And they throw out that word Nazi. Does that does that bother you
1: at all? Yeah, it bothers me. Yeah, yeah. they throw out the word Nazi. I had a secretary for seventeen years. Her name was Gerda Schnitzbauer. She went back to Germany. Hmm. Her father was an SS guy. I have a very close friend now. Um he's a carpenter. He's a good chess player, so we played chess. Yeah. But people don't know that his brother was an SS guy, his father was an SS guy. He was too young. Oh. Uh, you know, you can't blame uh, everything and everybody, particularly children. Right. You know, uh, his father was a Nazi. I don't want to talk to him. My secretary was my age, and my kids called her Aunt Gerda. One day we were sitting around the room, she and I, and I says, you know, one of the great days in my life was when the Russians liberated me from concentration <laughs> camp. And she said that was my worst day. I, you know, we're sitting on the floor. She and I oh, were yeah. talking. I said, why, Gerda? She says, you know, I got raped so many times by the Russians. I can't have children and so on. So here you got two kids, part of the war. Why should I hate her?
0: Right.
1: When I hired her, a lot of Jewish kids came to me. They said, you got to fire her because her father made lamps out of the relatives. I said, the first, I was manager, yeah. the first one that even speaks badly gets fired. She didn't do anything wrong. And see, that's the problem. Why did I, as a five-year-old, want to be killed? Because a lot of people are saying that they killed Jesus or, or whatever. Yeah, get over all that, right. you know. This is, you know, something that happened 2,000 years. By the way, the, they did not, the Pope, Pope John already said they didn't kill uh, Jesus. And he, look, Jesus was a Jew, and which is more important, that he was killed. No, and I have a lot of my Christian friends that he had to be killed, or he wouldn't have been risen to, to where he is. Yeah. So why, why don't people know that? People now, Christian friends, are telling me all of this. Yeah, and it's a crazy world. There's something wrong with us, right? And, and and I get concerned. I you know the Hubble. You look down. You got the little bitty nothing world, yeah. and we're killing each other. Okay. We're destroying this little nothing. St- of thousands of other places, and yeah. this is the one thing with brains and everything. We're killing each other. Come on, wake up, guys. Yeah. Come on. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Do you look at it this way? Yeah,
0: that's part of the reason why the, the name of my podcast is What Plan Am I On? The reason it is that is because growing up, my father would say, he would see something in the news. My father has a big heart. He's from Italy? No, my uh, my father's actually he's he's from Queens. He's from New York. Uh, he's but his background he's uh, Spanish and Puerto Rican. Oh, and uh, my mother she's from uh, Brooklyn, but she her family is from uh, mm. Italy. My father would watch the news, and I growing up I would hear him go, "What planet am I on?" Like, yeah. He just couldn't believe what was happening, and I thought as a as a kind of tip that I had to him, and it was one of those things I go. I, I, I want to do it because that's what my podcast is about. I want to learn, like, you know, why we do things. What are we doing in the future? What are we, you know, and, and I, I just bring it up because I think it's one of those things right now where you, you're kind of talking about it, like, what do you think? Like, well, how can we, we're on this little pebble in the Milky Nothing. Way galaxy at the edge of, you know, the universe. Why are we doing this to each other? Why are we, we call
1: ourselves things? smart. We're stupid. We're
0: stupid, yeah, yeah. What do, like... And that's what I, I try to, like... I get nervous when, uh, you know, I, I see people... I think there are people that have... Uh, you know, there are great people in religion and they find uh, a salvation and or they find their connection to the universe and mm-hmm. their family and they have great memories with it. And then sometimes I, I think that a ideology, like uh, Nazism or whatever, that's like their religion. And nothing... You know, nothing is going to get away in that. That's that's what they do, and that's that. And I think people who are so close-minded like that, it scares me. That's my biggest thing. That's that, That's what scares me. Like, you and I are having a beautiful conversation here. And we're talking. Um, but I, I think sometimes when there's something that's like, well, no, you know what? This is my ideology. I can't be changed. That scares me in life. And, you know, living this many years, you're seeing that. Do you... Do, Do you notice that when somebody has their kind of, uh, it doesn't have to be religion, it could be anything else, but um, do you see that? Does that ever scare you at all when somebody is just so closed-minded and this is how I feel and I can't be changed?
1: Is that something that that worries you at all? Well, I I do see that in people. I have hope. What is my hope? Education. Education. If the people only knew... What you and I already know, yeah. because what your father taught you, what your mother taught you, you come from a good line of, of people, right. and that's passed on. Yeah. And you don't know who some of those people are, what kind of background they had. Yeah. Uh, because, okay, let, let, let me say, let me, let me, I told you there's 7.6 billion people now. Yeah. You know how many people have ever met a Jew? And they hate him. They haven't met him. Haven't Why? Done. It was passed on. Yeah. It was passed... So I am saying education. Now, you said you enjoyed my book, Sammy, Child Survivor of the Holocaust. Yeah. It's now in six different languages. I did not ask anybody to interpret those books. They came to me. They volunteered. Very interesting stories. Yeah. And they say, I speak Russian. This, I speak Japanese. This has got to be read by... And they... they you know, they all... Translated and it's now all the books Samuel are are now in six languages in uh, on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And when I uh, people see me and they get the book, they ask me to autograph. You know what I say? Uh, Samuel Samuel R. Harris. Good will prevail in the long run. This is what I say automatically i could say a thousand different things to my good friend this and that but we're, we're talking of something you know that's been around that's going to be around it always was around yeah, yeah. you know i want to mention something to you sure uh, i looked up genocides been genocides going all around and guess who else is on that list the united states of america did you know that the, uh, for On the list, then yeah, you?
0: Yeah, for, well, I will. The was Indian? You talking about, or is it something uh, else? The something else.
1: Really? Something else. I'll tell you. When I saw the United States was doing a genocide, it, it, it my heart went boom. I, th- I would think we did it with uh,
0: sugar and heart disease. <laughs> it was some disease, and we were
1: castrating people, and yeah. we were doing that. And we were working with gas. And Hitler says, yeah, I learned everything I know from gas from the United States. I, I looked it up. And I, I felt, so there's genocides all over. Now, I'll tell you one more thing. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1935. Mm-hmm. So we have Siri. Siri, how <laughs> many people are in the world in 1935? She said, $2.5 that's how when i was born. Yeah. Syria how many are there now? 7 points. So, in spite of all the killing, we have gained how many? 5 5 more 5 more billion. Five yeah. More yeah. billion. <laughs> yeah. So the next war we lose our 200 million 500 million then 20 years from now we're going to grow anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that says. I don't know what it says. Mm-hmm. But you know what it tells me one thing i don't even want to talk about the next war instead of yeah, about a hundred million died in the last wars you know 60 to 100 million they don't know yeah let's call it a hundred million what if in the next war one billion not one million one billion died yeah we would still have so many but there's only one thing that's wrong with that the whole earth could be destroyed forever yeah It's not just the one billion people, but the air will be destroyed. And I'm wondering if those guys who press the button are talking about it the way you and I are, the potential... The whole... its not the whole uh, air get ruined when you drop... Chern- Look at your old Chernobyl with the leak in the... Fugugia, and there was a Fugugina weak bomb. They Japan. got them 20 times more yeah. powerful. And once these bombs start going, we go to Russia and we go to Iran and we go to North Korea. Everybody starts shooting them and suddenly you got a hundred bombs going off. Don't need that many to destroy the world. And hey guess that little planet that you and I looked through the <laughs> bubble you know down yeah. there with people yeah. oh they're all gone it's like seeing a bunch yeah. of ants fighting each other I was going
0: to say do you think the, the, the aliens are waiting for us to like look at these idiots what they're doing and then we'll we'll go get their natural resources when they're done you,
1: <laughs> you bring up a yeah. good point I don't know <laughs> yeah. about the aliens yeah. but uh, <laughs> they're calling us stupid you know that's <laughs> what I'm saying yeah you know I think you know, I th- you know uh, it's, it's it's funny but it's funny we are stupid yeah brilliant Oh, are we brilliant. Yeah. This internet, this recording, this, this. Uh, we are brilliant. It's amazing, yeah. But we kill each other, too, over... It's like a dog chasing uh, its tail. Yeah. It's stupid. We're killing each other. We yeah. probably... You know what? I'm concerned about the atomic bombs. It'll be done by somebody stealing it. That's that's what concerns me, too. Yeah. It's not going to be done by a government. It'll be no. by... Some guy who has a billion dollars that he stole and he'll pay so-and-so off and he'll get two or three bombs, to will fly over this one, that bing over New York and Shanghai and a few big cities, destroy, mm-hmm. yeah, I say a billion people. It, 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 you know, I tell you what, uh, I'm 83 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God my mind is still good. Yeah. yeah but I, I um, am concerned. I'm yeah. uh, not so much worried about another, um, what's these big things flying through the sky? Uh, the, the, uh, uh, the drones? Airplanes? or would no, mean, no, uh, no, 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 uh, no, from other hits. One hit many years ago and destroyed all the animals. Oh, 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 uh, uh, a Comet, uh, meteor, meteor, meteor. Uh, yeah. I'm no, not right. so much worried about a meteor hitting yeah. us. Okay. We, you know, I think we're figuring out how to divert them now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're that smart
0: yeah
1: but I think we will do it ourselves yeah yeah oh yeah. I just thought of something that I learned with Shakespeare in high school what What was that oh my gosh it came to me <laughs> What we is the <laughs> the fault dear Brutus is not in the stars but in ourselves did there, you ever hear that I, yeah I mean that's it's been many years I've it's never like, used I, it here we came ripped, and then it just got back. you me. know it comes back and I just, okay. it's it, the fault it's not in those comets that are coming up but in ourselves. Wow. Yeah. Boy, I memorized that for a reason. Quote
0: Shakespeare. I love it. <laughs>
1: I don't do this every day. <laughs> it's just when you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Do you see that as a fault in um, policy? When you see... Like, I, I think when countries go to war, there, of course, there are things that we don't know. But I I, I see that as, a, like, our leaders being at fault in their policy. I feel like really you couldn't keep us out of war. You know, now we have to be belligerent with each other and I, you know that that always bothers me is like that's your job as a politician to keep us out of war unless it's a self-defense situation that could, whatever. Um do, do you think about that at all and do, do you see that um you know uh, you've seen a lot of war in your life. Um is that you said the fault lies with us? Do you mm-hmm. mean politicians, people, a whole mix of everything or
1: Many people, you get well. Let's take a look at some of the people who have taken us down the wrong way. Yeah. Okay, let's start with forget about Hitler for a moment. Let's start with Stalin. Right. I think they say that Stalin killed more people than Hitler. It's, it's uh... Stalin, very sick emotionally. Yeah. Uh, he would kill his own children. He would uh, kill anybody who looked bad at him. Uh, he would send him out to Siberia where they they would die and and so on. He was a very sick person. Okay, now you put him against Hitler. Yeah. Hitler was extremely sick. He was a sick mind. He knew what he wanted. And he was in, in with into drugs, and he was he was a real crazy guy. I've studied a lot about yeah. him and uh he took his own people down the drain you know how many people who died in berlin yeah. and in Kurn and in all those places all he had to do was say i give up yeah. and he, he he reverted down to taking little kids to fight for him you know he didn't care he was sick yeah. so you you go to saddam hussein yeah. he had two sons they were killers so what do you have you have real mental sicknesses and guess what we elected them yeah germany was a democracy yeah and what did Hitler say oh we got a problem what's the problem the jews they control everything that is uh, we got to get rid of them and, and 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 the german people chose blindly very very intelligent people yeah. The most intelligent maybe in the whole world that we look down upon, yeah, and they they fought for this Michigan, a crazy, lousy guy. They followed him because he told lies. See that's another thing these guys do if you study them. they all tell lies, yeah. and you know what? Göring, Hitler's leader said it well, he said. Say it often and burn it in. Say it often and burn it in. So, when you do that, people start believing. Yeah. They start believing. They do. Mm-hmm. And then Hitler gave them all work. He built the autobahn and then he led them down the road and yeah. and all of that. So the people that we choose as leaders, we follow. We're crazy and he uh, was and and, and, yeah. and I think we're going through a period in the world right now where the people are choosing these crazy people and I think bad things will happen.
0: That's interesting you say that and I, I if for me I I look at it as that's the scariest thing to me. I'm I'm big with individualism over groupthink. Groupthink scares me when mob mentality and I don't like that. I like that you and I could sit here and we we have an exchange of thoughts, opinions, and and we can come to a consensus. Or if we don't agree on something, that's fine too. You know, that's great. Um, and I'm learning. You know, I'm learning from you. And and uh, but what I see in this world now is the tribalism that scares me. Mm-hmm. And people, instead of knowing what's better for people, what's better for the country,
1: mm-hmm.
0: people are. I'm a red person, I'm a blue person, and I'm going to vote down ticket for Democrats, or I'm going to vote down ticket for Republicans. And the thing that scares me is that instead of the better of the country, you just want your team to win. And it goes back to, like, you look at, you know, sports fans, not to drag them into it, but, you know, no matter what, they paint their faces, this is my team, you know? And I, as I get older, that scares me, in a political side because it, I think sometimes people will go against their values just for having that blue person win or that red person win. Do you see that at all? And is that is something that, like, to me, I don't know, I'm not a historian, I'm, I'm, I am haven't lived through those times, but is it one of those, like, either, oh no, not again, or why can't we shake out of this? Or do you feel any of that, or is it? am I completely wrong saying that?
1: Well, I think the only way this earth will survive if we, if we choose good. You know, a lot of people ask me a question, mm-hmm. and uh, the thing that disturbs people, they say, I've talked to a lot of concentration camp survivors, they have absolutely no belief in God. They have no belief in God. Mm-hmm. How could God do this to a people like us, or to all the good people? Where is God with all of this? And uh, I'm not like that. Let me tell you what I say. I said, God gave people uh, good uh, choices. We have choices. That's what he gave us. And we have to choose. If we choose the right way, like we did in America with democracy, Mm -hmm. regardless of the cost, 700 and some thousand when Lincoln was around, to have the little freedom which we just worked on, we we can choose for good or for bad. So God gave us that choice. I went and I voted the other day. I felt so good I had that choice. I could vote for anybody. With Americans, we're all together. So God gave us that choice. Yeah. And until we, the people, not just the United States, all over the world, figure this out yeah. and help each other, not only in in the United States, but in Rwanda, in, in, in Germany, and all over, and, and make it good for people all around, not just one little neighborhood. Yeah. Like Italians want it good for them. No, it's got to be good for italians and jews and the spanish all neighborhoods until we figure this out that this little earth is not very big yeah and we're growing in population and until we start learning how to feed the populations yeah. so suddenly there won't be enough food yeah. but you know if we put our brains together we can grow food in the ocean we can grow all over we got enough for everybody instead yeah. of right now there's war. So, what did, why, what did Hitler do to tell his people? I need Lebensraum. You know what Lebensraum is? It no. he means he needs room for his people. So, he moves into Czechoslovakia. He needs more room. And, and this is what happens. You got small countries with atomic bombs. I need more room. And so, we'll take over the other country. We'll grow more food. We'll get oil, yeah. which we don't have. So, if, if we learn to share, Yeah, That's going to be tough.
0: Yeah. Do you see... uh, I've kind of thought about it sometimes and I I go, I wonder if... I mean, years ago we needed that alpha dog, that president or whatever and we needed that one person and to unite everybody and I'm wondering, it's 2018, we've seen the the, the error in our ways uh, on certain things and the positives on others. Do you think we still need like one person or should it be the president and then maybe like cabinet members or it, it, like a different type of uh not talking about overthrowing a government obviously but i'm saying like is it is it uh, antiquated like the system of having that one leader like is that it, it, can you look at like a potential for you know not to jump to back to nazism but like that or um the tribalism or it, it, is there another way to do it, or do you think it's yeah, no, this is the best way? President, we have executive branch, we have the legislative branch, and all this stuff. Do you think that's the best way for this country, or is there maybe another way, or not even in this country, in the rest of the world? Is that, or do you think it's just like, no, we're used to having one alpha dog and running the show? Is that like, uh, is that something you ever think about? And, and uh,
1: you know? well, I think <laughs> we're thinking about it now, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's dangerous to have one person. Um, I think a smart leader does this. I've I've had positions where I'm president and uh, people said I was good. It wasn't that I was good. I picked people that were smarter than me. They, they uh, did all the work. Right. Smart. If you get a group of people together yeah. that are smart, yeah, you, and, and uh, I don't mean just anybody that thinks just like me. Right. That's easy. Man, hey, guys, do this, and they'll do it now. No, people in America, you get us together, there's always one or two or three that will try to lead you astray. Yeah. I think we're better off as a group like we have in democracy. I'll tell you those people that came up with our, uh, you know, uh, with our constitution. Yeah. You know, uh, inalienable rights. I didn't know what the word inalienable <laughs> meant to about just a few years ago. Being born into rights that are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Yeah. If, if, if we continue this, in this country we will do it because we're immigrants. We don't want to go back to what it was. Nobody, you know, so we're here, so we gotta, I think we're learning it in this country. I think we just had an election and I think uh, the people are gonna decide. This is what we have done, tried to do throughout the world. And if we can persuade people that this may be a better way, we have a chance. Of course then you have the Russians, they think living under one person, under Putin, yeah. who saves his money, <laughs> hides it. Uh, you, you, you wanna run against me? No problem. The next way, I don't know, <laughs> he <laughs> ate something, made you yeah. disappear. So that's one other way of doing it, where you can, can he, one guy can control you. It's easier not to think. Yeah, that's, it's hard it. for us to have different states learn in in it's a, a democracy is a uh, it's been around before yeah and unless we take interest mm-hmm. which we are starting to yeah uh well, there's a, maybe a little hope in the in the world i think there will be a little hope and i'll go back to what i signed my book good will prevail in the long run i
0: love that
1: i love that do you feel that, um,
0: it, like going back to the point of, um, uh, I think people are, they don't realize how lucky they are. Sometimes there are a lot of spoiled children in this country and, um, and, and sometimes, listen, sometimes people have, they maybe feel there's a better way, but I personally, it drives me nuts when I hear somebody talk about like, oh, we need socialism and communism in this country. And I'm like... You know, you know how many millions of people have died under the, under those regimes? And, um, you know, show me anywhere, it's it's worked, and it hasn't. Mm. Um, w- when you hear that from people like, say, Jim Carrey, you mm. know, not to pick on him, but a uh, celebrity or somebody who's going to be behind that guarded wall and has private security, and, you know, they're very rich, but they they still want to be on that, virtu- that virtuous high ground and that moral high ground and say, like, well, no, we need you know, equality for all and, and, uh, and, you know, not a quality of opportunity, which is, I think a fair thing, but they want a quality of outcome, which is a scary thing. Um, does that take you back at all to like, uh, you know, Oh my goodness. Like, does that make you think any thoughts of, you know, people want communism in a country and, and, and things changed and, um, What does that make you feel when you hear that? When you either hear not even celebrities or just normal people say that um, that we need to kind of flip this country upside down, does that concern you at all, or is that kind of you know? How do you? I I think
1: it's an opinion. I think uh, we all sometimes say things we know very little of. Yeah. I I think uh, guys should go to the gulag for a while and come out and see, and then come to a democratic. Uh, country where he can start as an immigrant and own a factory and be able to help other people. Uh, they go to under uh, under uh, you know uh, different and, and, and then let him make a statement. <laughs> and sometimes we make statements like the guy sort like you're talking about. Yeah. It's uninformed. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm the most informed person but I've been around long enough to have a little taste of everything, of course. I think if we um, study it, we will probably come uh, to the conclusion that our way for now is better. Otherwise, why does everybody want to come into the United States? Exactly. They're walking through the desert and everything exactly. to come to the, and there's waiting lines all over. We must be doing something right. I stood in line to vote. Strangers, they were friendly and loving. and I didn't care whether they voted for Republican. Uh, Thank God there was nothing on communism on the list. I didn't think so. But we are Americans. I felt so proud deep inside that I, it's a little vote. It may not make a difference, but all of us together in that line can make a big difference. So, uh, for those people who make statements, uh, they're very wealthy, they're to the top, if we get a different government, guess what? They'll take it from them. That's what Russia did. uh, Everybody that had property, Stalin did, okay, no more property, it all belongs to the state. You got a leader like that, that's what he can say. So, you're sitting on a high horse, boom so when you give it some thought try these other go live there they say you know what maybe i can reconsider what i just said i'm not saying he's wrong or right but i'm telling you that's a great point hitler could say well to my father you know what my father did his job was to write the torah you know what the torah is yeah the ten books of moses each is a little letter he was what they know as soifer and my father, Hitler, says, you know, I don't like you. We'll put you in a kettle. I will burn you. And my father was holding my hand. Hitler was going to kill me, too. You saw in my book, my father pushed me out of the line. Hide. He was smart. He knew. Can you imagine somebody said to me, how do you think your father felt when he pushed you out of the line? Never thought about it. Can you imagine pushing your child and go hide? instead of and how did i as a little kid feel to listen to my father you know and here i am one of the very few children who were talking to you you know believing in democracy because i don't like the other thing mm-hmm. because they can say that about a jewish kid they can say that about an italian a spanish or whoever they don't like now one thing it's important to know what Hitler did and he wanted to domineer the world he was working with one of the smart I said it earlier smartest people on earth he wasn't just talking about the Congo whenever had education he was talking to a country that had Beethoven Goethe Lessing Schiller Einstein Freud he had all of those brilliant people and they decided as a group in the Wannsee Conference. If you ever heard of it, that it was a meeting of all the. They go to the, the people should go to the Holocaust Museum and look up the Wannsee Conference. There were I don't know twenty people that sat decided in about less than a half an hour what to do with the Jewish people. Eichmann was in charge of the transportation and all of that. And these were educated people. They were college graduates. They went home at night and they got so, it. So people who are smart did this to other people. That's the frightening thing because what happens in America, we think we're smart. We can plan things like the German people did. When I speak to high schools and colleges, I don't like to say the word German people did. I say Nazis. One time I was speaking to a group of 700 kids and a beautiful little girl, blonde, came up and she was crying. My grandma was Jewish. Was, my grandma is German. Look what they did to you. At that point I decided not to use the word German people, the Nazis, because they were good Germans and bad Germans.
0: You say that in your book too, in, your, in the yes. preface. I gave gave a speech out uh, uh,
1: about seven years ago and uh, I was describing Germany as a good country afterwards a little girl a high school girl she was an exchange student I didn't know she was crying and she says no one ever said that Germany was beautiful they're good people thank you hugged me and kissed me the teacher then she wrote a book and I was quoted in it because I strongly believe we have good of everything yeah. and good will prevail in the way hey, I'm not a minister I'm not a preacher I'm not one of those guys you don't see a collar I'm not a rabbi I'm just an ordinary person who was lucky to have lived through the worst thing in the history of mankind that's what Churchill said yeah I, I'm just lucky, and I'm here at 83. I'm going to be 84, and I see what's going on, and my mind is still good, and you picked me out to sit and talk to you. Oh, it's my, it I'm, might I'm be, honored. Well, you know, this may be listened by other people. It may be the most important thing you've ever done in your life, because I volunteered to build the Holocaust Museum. I spent 15 years day and night, and now it's one of the best museums people are visiting from all over the world I Tony uh, Blair I I think I mentioned to you and his wife were there uh, about a month ago and I showed him around we have people from all over the world so I'm just a little guy who happened to survive you know you ask me questions and I tell it to you straight from the heart you're going to have a child and I'm not worried about me I've been lucky I'm worried about my grandchildren, your grandchildren, and the little bitty planet (laughs) that you and I see through the Hubble. (laughs) The
0: edge of the Milky Way.
1: Didn't that Hubble stop working already? It's, I
0: I don't know. It 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 probably is. It's probably out of the the Yeah.
1: Yeah, So So here we see a little nothing, and it's us. It's us. So we got to do something and do it fast. Yeah. And what if we don't? So we'll disappear from extinction, all these beautiful buildings in the dams and in the, the radios and internet and and uh, all of these things that we've built up in the last uh, hundred two hundred three hundred thousand. you know we've been lucky I've been lucky to build in a living in a lifetime of the biggest growth, yeah. In the history, I was born in 35 and now, but when look I was the a kid, years, yeah. when I was a kid, I lived in a little place in Poland in what they call a, a shtetl. I, did, I didn't have toilets. I had to go outside. I didn't have electricity. I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. We had polio. We had stuff like that. But uh, look at radio, cars, television, television, uh, uh, moon oh my gosh the moon ridiculous Jules yeah. Verne was around we <laughs> thought he was crazy remember Jules Verne Jules
0: Verne 20,000 Leagues. 20, 20, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: when I read that the guy's out of his mind yeah you know so I've lived through all of this yeah. and I hope I live another few years and I'm going to see a lot more new things but I think what we said a little while ago may be the most important thing yeah and here I learned it in high school the fault, dear Brutus, well, is not in the stars. Star. I think that's the way it goes. It's not in the stars, yeah. Lies in the stars. No, it's They're, not in the stars, but in ourselves. In
0: ourselves, right? Yeah. I, I, I remember reading right, the yeah. yeah, you learned you ever, that too. Yeah, I mean, it's, we it's, have
1: to look it up. We got to look it up. But yeah. the more you and I visited, the yeah. more I believe in that little. Shakespeare said that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many years? Four, oh, five. Oh, yeah. Years.
0: Goodness. Did you? Did you? Um, going back to that moment with your father. You were five, five at the time, or four? I don't know. May have been something close. Let's call it six. Six. Okay, six. Did it's tough to say what you remember at six or what you maybe I thought remember at it was? Okay. Okay. Um, did you know that was the last time you were going to see your father?
1: I didn't know anything. Okay. I'm a little kid. Right. The Nazis are coming in with yeah. bayoneted guns, They're killing, the shooting, to death all over. And I'm in a line in the middle, they're covering, hiding me, and my father said, go hide over there. That's all I know. And I still remember it. And I looked up while I was waiting inside, all I could see is legs and stuff. I was short. Where did you run to? He said, there's some rocks over there. I don't remember. And so I ran there, shooting going on. I didn't know if they are shooting at me and my sister Sarah was already there and we were hiding yeah. and we saw all of them walking toward the cattle cars. Did You watch your father walk into the cattle Oh, the, the whole neighborhood. neighborhood. My father, my cousins, we live in a little stepple, you know, yeah. everybody's together. Yeah. So neighbors and everybody walking to the cattle car. and I still, I can I can see it in my mind right now. And they were the last I saw the whole guy, all of them. I was the youngest of seven children. So, uh, uh, you know that's what happens when you get a Hitler a Stalin a, a whatever the, the Mussolini and you got all these other leaders when you you said it took you a
0: while to to revisit it and to talk about it many years many years I fifty 55 years. years old I think goodness okay was that something that did you I, I can't even imagine the flush of emotions that go through you when you think about that moment your father pushing you out of line um and you know i I can't speak for you obviously i don't know if it was anger i don't know if it was sadness i don't know if it was probably maybe a mix of that um is that something that was that one of the big reasons why it was tough for you to to talk about this like do you like do you visit that you said you remember everything that's obviously a huge point in your life and and it's just I, i think about the book i think about that moment and um is that something that was kind of tough for you to revisit the many years later?
1: No, we, at that time when I was in line holding my father's hand and saw yeah. legs, all I could see was the sky. Okay. And uh, I sort of thought there was a guardian angel over me. I say that in my book. Yeah. Sort of a guardian angel. So I, but I, when I think of it, I think of the entire war. I think of the dead bodies that day when my father was taken away, 800 dead bodies laying all over. I went around looking, you know, they were laying there, and the townspeople are going around taking their wallets and their watches off of them, That got me very upset. Uh, I think about the people that I saw hanging, they tried to run away. I see about uh, the people in the ghetto, lying on the streets dead stuff coming out of their mouth or hunger swollen i think of the whole thing mm-hmm. it doesn't it's just the whole thing kind of parades through my mind if i give myself an opportunity to think back and in the early days when i taught i didn't want to talk about it but if i ever did i hold held back tears and sometimes tears came out and i didn't like that i should cry mm mm-hmm. So, when I hear things now, you don't see me cry, or if I see a movie like Schindler's List, everybody's crying, eh, it's nothing that was worse, you know. Wow. I, I have this sick curtain over me. If I didn't have that, and I'm afraid I might get it, it might just explode me, yeah. it might explode me. I have this strong thing around me, protecting me. Right. And. Uh, I always know alternatives and see hey, if something happens to me, yeah, you know uh, i I I, already, I go to the theater, I know which way out i know, I know a lot of things. That, Do you still think about that is, is the, absolutely. That's still. I think thing. of it, i I go driving along yeah. and uh, we get to uh train comes yeah and it's a railroad, yeah. and it's cattle cars. Oh. you know what I see? I see openings with hands sticking out and barbed wires, yelling "water, hunger." You know, that's what I see every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I gave a speech to a group of men about uh, seven months ago, mm-hmm. and I told them there was a restaurant in in Northbrook. They took a bunch of cattle cars. We put them together and made a restaurant. I, I was in the oh, insurance business. Goodness. and I I went there with a fellow by the name, of Paul Ehrlich, and we were supposed to have lunch. And suddenly I got up, I said, Paul, I'm out of here. He yeah. says, why? And that was and I thought of never saying. So seven months ago, I'm up there speaking to a bunch of about 200 retired people. Yeah. And I never tell that story. I just told her, and I told him. And I hadn't seen Paul all this time. Paul got up. I didn't use names. Sam, I'm the one that was with you, and I suddenly remembered this. You know, th- so yeah. oh. it reminded me being in a cattle car because, you you know, I was in a cattle car going from Demblin yeah. to Częstochowa That's how they transported with no food, no hunger, yeah. you know. So uh, he said, "Sam, I'm here." i was at lunch with you know it made it real to the audience
0: yeah
1: you know when i speak yeah people doubt i told you i doubt that it even happened to me all of this that's how i survive by pushing it aside you know and then you revisit it do you um do you want to continue
0: this conversation in the car because I, I i can we make can we still make one i feel bad do you want to do you want me to take
1: you to lunch do you, you know to... i have a thought sure I think this is very important to you. Sure. And it could be important to everything else. Yeah.
0: Uh, We can keep going.
1: or it's up to you. I think we should go forget the lunch there. We'll go out and have lunch someplace else. Okay. This is a time for you and me. Perfect. We might never get together again. I I just didn't
0: want to disrupt you. I know you you go there. This is more important. Okay, because Jim has, like, perfect attendance, and I don't want to, I'm like, oh, God, maybe Sam has perfect attendance. I used
1: to, (laughs) many years ago, I had three years, it was the most nerve-wracking time. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not ruining you
0: I, no, I they, they, they don't have
1: that strict thing anymore okay
0: alright so I don't I don't want to mess you up but yeah. I would take you if you have to go um, thank you for, for keep talking I, I appreciate that I'm sorry if I ruined your lunch I, you know I, you're that romantic <laughs> okay alright yeah, if that's
1: the worst thing that ever happened to me it's now, so weird it. no you know what I mean I yeah, know Jim I know. This I know. Jim
0: told me last night and uh, he was like yeah I've been going for 19 years and then when I'm thinking I'm talking to you I go oh my god we're running a little late here I go we're going to I go, maybe Sam has the same thing. Maybe Sam has a longer streak. And I go, I'm screwing his day up. are
1: important things in life. Okay. You have to choose. All right.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I, I don't want to disrupt anything. I, I'm loving yeah. this. I mean, you know, it's just that I'm learning so much. And thank you for sharing, really. Um, and, um, yeah, so getting back to the, um, the, throw, the, the cattle cars. Um, was there, like, was there anything in them? That the people screaming food, water did, did the Nazis put anything in them? It was literally just humans and cattle cars, that's it did, did, did they put you know, anything in there for you? You're
1: asking good questions yeah. but remember one thing, Hitler had one idea which is to kill Right. to kill and he wasn't about you know the cattle car he put, put in maybe a hundred people standing, pushing, crying, uh, no toilets, no food, dry, In a lot of the times people uh, dying right in there. He had no desire to put anything. The more people died, the better it is. I was in this concentration camp, and a concentration camp has two kinds of camps. The kind were Auschwitz and Sobibor where they would burn people right away. Right. And he had like 25,000 or more consonants. They were slave labor camps yeah that's how we financed the war you know you to take the whole town bring them in there they stay in line you look healthy you go this way you'll work the other go in the you get burned it's that simple yeah and then they keep you there and work you to almost death yeah and then each month they send take more people that were a little more sickly overworked which everybody was send them to Kettler bring new ones in that's the system and they didn't the the, the, the Nazis didn't have to pay very much for each laborer maybe two cents a day or something like that to put food and all. so when you get in the cattle car the reason I went in the cattle car the Russians were coming close to my town to Warsaw I was near Warsaw and um, a Russian general by name was Zhukov they came close, so they said, what do we do with all these people? Well, we need them in Częstochowa. Częstochowa is a town, and they were making bullets for the front. Hey, we need slaves. So they took all the people from Demblin, threw them in the cattle car, took them over there. We were three days in the car, to get off and stay in the line. You go this way, you go this way, keep the whole things so on. Wow. So, so the, you know, the more they died, the better. They, they wouldn't, you know, yeah. so there was nothing in the cattle. It was pushed together, hunger, food, and, you know, and I think I was in it three days. I don't remember. It was like being in the belly of a monster, you know, terrible.
0: Yeah. yeah. The, the day, though, that the Russians came through and um, was that, like, I can't imagine the relief you felt or... Uh, did you know what was going on, that uh, there was going to be a, a liberation and um, the end of the war? and th- 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 Go through that day a little bit if you can, like you, what you remember and what you felt,
1: like your first visceral mm-hmm. emotions that and day. In the book I have a chapter that's called Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> Everything reminds me of something. I took my family to Disney with the two kids. And it was uh, New Year's, and the rockets were going around at Cinderella Castle, beautiful. Well, my liberation. You know, at that point, I'm thinking of liberation. Why? Because it was night, and the rockets were going, to the, the, the Russian, you know, around town, we looked in the sky, and it was red and beautiful, like the Cinderella Castle, and the Russians liberated us. And it was beautiful. And I could long, it's a long time to tell you how it was, but you can read about it in my book. It was a beautiful night. They came. Uh, A Russian general by the name of Konyev was moving faster than the Germans expected. So he came in and the the Nazis were still surrounding. They they, they ran away. Yeah. I got, it was one of the coldest years. In, in uh, one of the coldest days in the history of Poland.
0: Yeah, did 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 you were you able to be with you, like find your sisters and? Oh, we were we, together. Yeah. We were all you were all together when the actual event happened. And
1: okay, mm-hmm. yeah, know, we we know. left the camps. Yeah, and yeah, uh, we five in the morning and we were going out in yeah. the dark and somebody a Russian shh you know, so we were quiet, we didn't know what it was, Yeah. and then some Jews, there's a whole group of us, where we gotta leave yeah. and go back to our hometown, yeah. and we we would get a little closer, we would see that German and that Russian, you know, and the, yeah. anyway the Russians waved us on to go, and then we saw three and seven and ten, and then, and you know, their tanks and so on. Yeah. Very dramatic. Yeah. You, um,
0: did you feel, um, you know, go, I, I, it it was, so you went to Austria next, right? You were, Mm -hmm. no, it was, you... You went from I remember, wasn't Poland to Austria,
1: right? No, it wasn't the I was in an orphanage in Poland. That's what it was. Okay, and then you went to Austria. Stayed there for a while. Okay, yeah. My sister went on yeah. to Austria. She was married to an Austrian Jew. That's right. Yeah. Walter. Walter. Yeah. I okay. went to home to see if there was anybody there. They decided to stay there. Yeah. She bribed some Russians. They came to get me. Amazing. That that's that was the part I wanted to talk about. That. Uh,
0: your sister, again, just, <laughs> I can't believe, uh, you, I mean, you speak so highly of her in the book. Oh, Yeah, uh, of course. Um, bribing the soldiers, is that something that just, you know, you look back at years later, does that surprise you at all? You're like, no, that's her, that's her, that's the way she was. was you yeah, yeah,
1: in the war time. Yeah. the end of the war, Vienna was all bombed up, it was terrible. Yeah. She made money selling, selling, um... Cigarettes. Which she got to the market, then she bribed some rushes to come with the truck. And, you know, I told you where we were hiding in the truck.
0: Yeah. Um, and, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. There were oil in cans, the, and the, they were transporting In the back of the they, truck, yeah. And I, they pulled two of them out in the middle, and my sister Sarah and I were hiding in there. Right. I mean, this is, the war still going on, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or if it wasn't going on, Yeah, it might have still been going on. It's toward the end of the war. I was liberated January seventeenth, nineteen forty-five. So uh, the war was over in May. Yeah. So I don't know what's right at during that time.
0: Right then.
1: Crossing a border was not easy.
0: Right. Did you happen to see the the movie Life Is Beautiful? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of it? Mm, Movie to me was nothing. Uh, Nothing.
1: To nothing to what I went through. Of course. Can you imagine? Here I am, a little kid going through yeah. the problems. It shows you the strength of the human being. The problems a kid goes through to lose his family, to lose his hometown, to move to a... Uh, being hungry, almost dead, yeah. going to the orphanages, going... And then I went, I went to... Uh, to Vienna, Austria to, I couldn't speak German, I had to learn to speak German, and my sister thinks it's better for me to come to the United States, to separate from her, and, 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 and to come to the United States, I didn't know anybody, to learn a new language, to be adopted, to to on and on, the emotions of all of that is just unbelievable, now that I think about it, I never stop to think about it. Yeah. You know, now something happens to a kid, oh, his uncle died, his whole life is ruined. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what they say. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, uh, 9-11 was not good, yeah. but I looked at it as just like, you know, it was bad. People were running and being killed. Do you know how many people were killed in outfroids every day? No take a guess.
0: You know over three thousand people killed the 9/11 so I, I is it somewhere close to that?
1: Uh twelve
0: thousand. Jesus Oh my God
1: That's an Austria, and then you got seven more like that. Yeah. you know oh, can you believe that? It's disgusting. People, 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 Life people, my cheap. family.
0: Life is cheap for these people. Yeah,
1: this? and Life we still have more now than we did before. Yeah. So so I don't know, your mind can go nuts from thinking all that. And people people that might listen to this down the road, That I think you probably wouldn't do that. I mm-hmm. don't think that I'm making this up, but you don't have to. You just ask Siri, yeah, ask anybody. Yeah. Uh, I never wanted to read books about the Holocaust because I wanted it to be in my um, own mind Uh, this is very important um what i did the book that you read sammy chapter i I, whenever i had a thought i would sit down and write it down on a yellow piece of paper Mm -hmm. and i gave it a little title disney world uh, hiding high in a hayloft Mm -hmm. you know i drive by a barn it reminded me of a barn and so i you know I, i wrote all of these there's a whole stack of little stories that I had written uh, uh, over the years so I wouldn't forget and I just stashed them away yeah. and my wife found them and then and, and, and she said this book, it has to be a book Yeah. I says, now nah, wait till I'm dead and she got a hold of a woman in Ari- we were in Arizona for the winter and she uh-huh. got a booked up uh, you know, where to publish it she found a woman, a nice Catholic gal they got together she said wow within 40 days the book was ready she was completely taken over but it was a lot of different stories that I had written if I would have published it I would have just written the stories not this woman yeah. worked with Dee and me and she made it into a regular story right. as this woman wrote a lot of children's stories yeah. so we did it that way
0: mm-hmm. Eve, f- um, there was a, a, at the end of the, uh, of the book, you, you speak about how you're, when your father wrote the Torahs in the, in the, in the town, um, and you went back and there was a moment and you, to the shopkeeper, right, there was a shopkeeper and you spoke about that he probably could have written this, uh, he could have actually handwritten that book, right, he was showing you something mm-hmm. at the end, um, right at, the, at the, the the shopkeeper right I'm getting this correct right
1: I don't know why I don't keep going right so
0: uh, you at the end of the book there's the, there's that point where you have um, you talk about you go to Poland back to Poland oh, and yeah. the shopkeeper right
1: yeah okay, yeah yeah
0: okay so and, and he, he, you said that your father hand wrote all the Torahs for many many years and you thought that possibly he, he gave you I think an older one during that mm-hmm. time and did, did you think that, like, you, you go, this could be my father's, and what, what was kind of going through your mind at that time? When, mm-hmm.
1: when I'll show it to you shortly, in a few minutes. It's in my bedroom. Wow. Uh, I was very hungry to try to find something that uh, my father did. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, this guy was, he was the village, whatever, in charge of all the history. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, uh, I, I got to find something that my father did. And he had a piece of a Torah. He yeah. says, this was found right next door to your father. And, he, he, and I bought it from him. And I brought it home, and I'll show it to you in a minute. It's it's uh, over my bed. Wow. It was very interesting, the piece from the Torah it has little holes on the side it must have been used as a window shade wow. and uh, i had uh, i took the whole thing over to a rabbi to read what it says yeah and it was interesting it says that uh, jerusalem and the people maybe didn't use jerusalem i don't know the, the jewish children have Israel uh, as as theirs Hmm. in the Torah. I didn't know it said that. So I'm thinking, wow, why did they cut out this particular piece? Maybe they wanted to know that someday, somehow, a Jewish child was born and that land belonged to them. It's in the Torah. I'll show it to you. I showed it to my minister, not my minister, but a f- close friend who's oh. a minister, mm-hmm. and he read it, and he he named the location. And I'll show it to you in a minute. Oh, that's great. Uh,
0: speaking of, uh, we go to this time. You say you just voted. That you know that's your business. Um, what uh, what do you see of this political climate? We touched on it a bit mm-hmm. about um, that tribalism back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel, do, uh, w- w- what are you feeling now about this political climate and, and mm-hmm. how things are brought to us nowadays, uh, news mm-hmm. and how everything's disseminated? What do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Now?
1: Okay, I have a very close friend. We went to high school together. And he always voted Republican. He always, and we've stayed close friends ever since. Uh, the minute uh, uh, Trump was elected he happened to be dinner having dinner he and his wife had dinner with us and i says he knew right away who i would vote for i would vote democrat Mm -hmm. and i said you know he's my president i have seen over the years people fight back and forth it's over they hug each other he's my president and i said you know what he'll do good things and bad things and yeah i said you know what he will tell lies like all the others and non lies so i have to accept that right. now um and that was 2 years ago i don't agree with everything that trump does and i didn't vote for him and i wouldn't vote for him i'm more liberal mm-hmm. but he is doing some good things can't be everything bad mm-hmm. and the only thing I wish is that he wouldn't talk evil about other people I respect other people yeah. and he doesn't and yeah we have good uh, highways <laughs> other people had good highways yeah. uh, the economy got better you know. but the morality of this country it used to be children would look up to the president i want to be president of the united states and if i asked 20 children do you want to be president i wonder how many would say they want to be president we want people to be president of the united states i don't think you know so i think it uh, i think the morality we should be higher and that's about as Kind or as evil as I want to be, uh, that's what this country is about. Will he do good things? Yes, will he do bad things? No. I question, um, but the children that we talk, I don't want up, but they say that children are kept in cages. You know, yeah. if I'm a father, do I want my children to go? You'd have to shoot me to take my child? Of course yeah. then remember my father pushed me out of the line yeah maybe in his mind he thought I had a better chance maybe those people gave up those children willingly knowing they would have a better chance in the care of Americans maybe they would be adopted like I was those are thoughts that go through my mind I need to know whether those children are there because their parents wanted them to be there I don't know is the answer, but do you remember what my father pushed me so that I would possibly survive? Now I told you I watched you uh, watch a lot of animal shows. You go into where a bear is and it got a little cub.
0: Oh, okay. They They and the
1: same with human beings. Yeah. So so many children are there. And they were able to take it away from parents? So I question that. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: If you have an answer for me down the road, that would be helpful to me.
0: <laughs> I think you have a a, a beautiful uh, outlook on life. And it, it, the more I talk to you, the more I'm in awe of the fact of how healthy your, uh, your outlook is on life. And I really feel that... <laughs> You have an old-school liberal approach, which was even probably closer to, like, to mine, where I had... There's a lot of stuff that I was I was very liberal about, and there's stuff I was very conservative about. And, you know, I'm one of those people. That's why I'm more of, like, a very individual. Because there are certain things I'm like, well, I'm kind of this way on. I, I don't like that everybody's, like... When people were, like, picking parties when I was younger, I was like, well, no, I kind of like this, the way this liberal person, this Democrat does this, I like, this is a good thing, but, yeah, but I like the way this Republican did it, and I think it's so easy to, like we said, we get back to that tribalism, that team, you have to check all 16 things that you agree with this, you know, I don't know, all Republicans, if you're Republican, you have to think this way. You're a Democrat, you have to think this way, and you know, I I, I like that you just go back to morality, you talk about that, and I think Mm -hmm. that's hugely important, because I think all those very sensible, good-hearted, liberal people mm-hmm. who have a great head on their shoulders, some of them are hopefully still there, a lot, a lot of them got pushed way far to the left, and the same thing happened on the right. I think there were a lot of good people, good-hearted, conservative, maybe they had some values in the middle that got pushed far to the right, too, in this tribalism, in this polarization, and... That's what concerns me in this climate. I think that we go back to it's not about the health of the country anymore. It's not about what's moral. You and I can have a conversation about morality and the best ways to push ahead this country and people in general. And then it's, I think so many people are so focused on their team winning. That's what scares me. You know, no, we need to have Republicans win. No, we need to have Democrats win. And I don't know. I just that scares me in this political climate. I wish people can have conversations like this more, and that's kind of why I started doing this too. Because I like that people have that cross of of feelings and
1: ideas, and you know, well, what's the big picture? Is the real story? You have the Republicans, you have Democrats, but you have democracy. the big, yeah. the big thing. Yeah. What do we have in common? Democracy. Yeah. The the Republicans don't want anything. They're they, but they're my closest friends. Yeah. They're my relatives. I know, I can tell you all the relatives that vote opposite of what I vote. We want the same thing in a different way, you know. We have to start thinking of us instead of us in a bigger sense. You and I were talking about uh, this neighborhood, that neighborhood, you know. Uh, We have to think not only us as as, um, uh, tribe, little tribes but as a big country, as a big world. That's the, that should be the ultimate. It's gonna be very impossible. Yeah. We have to think of this little bitty world that's, that's being ruined. <laughs> We're gonna all go down the drain. Not you and I, I've been around, I've I had a life. If I die today, I've always lived my life. That's my, one of my secrets, by yeah. the way, is I want, it, I want it, when I die, I wanna say that I've done, if I die today, I want to know that. Please I don't. don't w- uh, <laughs> no, but I want to know. I want to do, have done everything I wanted to do today. I don't want to say, oh, yesterday I should have done. You know, I we'll get together with Joe. You and I talked about it. How long ago? We, we talking. We, yeah. we got it done. Right. We're together. Right. So I can, if I die, I can't say, oh, I should have talked to Joe. You know. Yeah. So this, this is what I want to do. Is I want to make sure that if we leave this earth. Hey, maybe there's a little bit. I, I, what more can I do? My biggest contribution to this world has been thinking of the idea of the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center. Mm-hmm. That is big. You know, we had to raise money. We had to raise money to build this, not just for the Holocaust. We teach other genocides. That is very important, because if all the other genocides are eradicated, the Holocaust will not happen again in the future. So we teach that globally. Uh, we, went to, uh, we went to Springfield, we passed a law that all public school kids have to study Holocaust. So you go there today, you'll see 12 buses, 700 kids going through. But they'll study Holocaust and other genocide. And there's so many genocides. We have to start paying attention to that.
0: What's the through line in genocides that you've noticed?
1: What's the what line? Well,
0: like the through line. Like, what's the common theme in in genocide Is it just evil? Is it just, what's the something you've, you, you're an expert at, obviously, the Holocaust mm. and looking at other genocides. What is, what have you noticed that has been that common theme that, as a warning, maybe, mm-hmm.
1: for us as humans Very to, to stay away from. Very simple. My mind quickly without thinking. I'm better than you. Man, we're sitting there. You know what? I'm better than you. I don't like your beard. All bearded people. Or I like you with the beard. You know? Yeah. yeah. So you'll see other guys. I, I, all the guys without the beards get killed tomorrow. I don't like the looks. I don't like the shapes. Yeah, we got the guns. So we'll do it. Okay. We make the command. I think the... That might be one of the things is I am um, better than you. I deserve more than you. My family deserves more. My family deserves. Um, I'm sitting here. I'm worth $200 million. I'm going to keep it for my family. Oh, but all these people are dying of food. Oh, that's it. I'll give them $10. See, it's us. It's us. Hey, I am I'm, I'm guilty, you know, I just want you to know that. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. I'm not speaking about anybody else. I want to make sure that my family is taken care of. <laughs> I have a will. I've created <laughs> all this money and I wanna make sure it not only goes down to me, but it goes down to my children and grandchildren. See? So we build ourselves. Luckily, I left some money for the museum because I believe education is important for the future. So it's all about us. I don't know what else. This is such a complicated of subject, course, a historic subject.
0: And we could wrap it up soon. I know you give me plenty, of, well, so much of your time, and I, I really do appreciate it. This is unbelievably uh, educational and, and ripping at my heart, too, as well. Um, but the the you you have a, the event coming up. I could. I'm, I'm obviously gonna. I'll put that on social media. I'll put that on the the podcast, the page, and all that stuff. It's you have an event coming up, right? It's a November uh, for the for the Holocaust Museum, right? Do you, would you like to get that out or no? Like tell people about it or no?
1: Well, uh, we have events all the time. Okay. But the big event happens March thirteenth of March, next sure. year okay. we have our annual dinner Okay. we raise a lot of money to help us educate people throughout the year March 13th of uh, next year meaning 2019 mm-hmm. marks the 10th year of the existence completion of the Holocaust Museum mm-hmm. we already have a speaker lined up the former president, Bill Clinton, is the speaker. Oh, wow, He was there when we opened the museum. He spoke, I spoke, huh. uh, a lot of other well-known, Ellie Wiesel, Elie, we, yeah. we had a lot of top people speaking, so it's 10 years old. Huh. That's the big event. Um, we have, oh, in the Holocaust Museum uh, yesterday, uh, there was a speaker. It was uh, the good Nazi. Uh, you know, yeah. I couldn't make it. Uh, we have constant things going on at the museum. It's my biggest contribution. I work day and night to have that built. Yeah. The Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center in Skokie. The biggest thing is the new hologram. That you got to see. It is absolutely fabulous. Mm -hmm. you can see you ask me questions supposing I was there for um, five days eight hours a day they asked me 2,000 questions oh my goodness and (laughs) you can go when you and I go I can't wait you ask me questions you say, oh, I forgot to ask Sam that question. They, ask, they, him a, yeah, they yeah. ask him a question. And, and see if he answered it differently. May, you know, maybe he made up an answer and he's making <laughs> up another one. I'm going to test you. Yeah, well, they should That's tell that the that truth. You don't have to worry. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. so, so that is a contribution. We were the first in the world. Yeah. We we're the first in the world to do that. And we get awards for it. And it, 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 It's a fantastic thing. I can't wait for you to see I, I can't to wait. see it.
0: What do you want the kids to learn that that, that go to the museum? Like you said, there's going to be buses showing up public schools. What's the main thing that you want children to learn from the museum?
1: Uh, The main lesson to learn is we're humans. We do good things. We do bad things. We should strive to do good things as children we can learn all of those things you can make a decision you want to go the right way or the wrong way most likely your parents are trying to teach you the right way but there are others who try to pull you away from that to do it the wrong way in the long run if you go the wrong way you'll be destroyed whether it's through uh, cocaine or, or, or thievery or whatever if you follow what your parents and your church or your temple uh, or what the museum the museum all is trying to do is show you what humanity has done how evil we are but the other part of the museum is bright this museum is both light and dark on the left side is dark on the right side is light i, I would hope that uh you would learn to follow the right side which is light i had a choice as a child like you I had the worst of all things i could have been mean i could have been destructive i could have you know they killed my parents i killed my brother took me they did all these things and i decided to take the right side and that has made all the difference and this is what i want the children to learn take the right side that'll make a difference for their family and for the world why are why are
0: holocaust museums important or why is this important what is the
1: main mm-hmm. goal out of, sure
0: yeah
1: uh there is a fellow by the name of he said he who forgets the past is condemned to repeat it in the future yeah we as a people i shouldn't just say we i could just point to the germans or whoever the America's made mistakes and if we forget the past the problems we caused unto the Indians, I don't want to use names, we're condemned to repeat it in the future and I think we have to know that we have the ability to gas each other, to kill each other and uh, Holocaust museums are only important for that reason uh, I don't want to live in the past yeah. but I don't want this to happen to your children, my children, great-grandchildren. We have the ability to to do it, and we have the ability to prevent it. Let's prevent it.
0: That's a perfect ending. Sam, thank you so much, and uh, you're a survivor, and keep smiling, you know, mm-hmm. you, you beat them all. You keep smiling, and thank you again so much. God bless you.
1: Hey, that was a <laughs> fantastic interview.